Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike Moynihan here, Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, hopefully your favorite vintage card podcast, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but man, we are, you know, life's going on after the national, you know, we did survive after the national, and you know, I was thinking about that experience and getting some autographs in person, you know, my roots is really auto, like my first like vintage, I love vintage cards and I had a bunch of them, but I really started in autographs. I started getting Hall of Fame autographs and it is a story I've told before. I'll tell it again quickly just so you guys can know, but I went to a, a Rangers event. They have an event called uh, Winter Fan Fest, Fan Fest, and I went to that and Fergie Jenkins was there, great pitcher for the Rangers and Phillies and Cubs and everybody else. Well, he was signing for $20 and I got, I had a 19, I went home and I went back the next day. It was a two day event and he was going to be there. And I brought a 1980 tops card for him to sign the Rangers card for $20. I'm thinking, man, this was, you know, 2009, 2010 ish. And I said, man, I wonder how many hall of famer autogra- autographs I can get for 20 bucks. And so I started hunting. Turns out you could back then get a lot of Hall of Famer autograph, different guys for 20 bucks or under. And I just had so much fun with that because to me, it was different than a card. I love the cards for sure, but it was a connection to that player. They they physically had to touch the card, you know, to sign it. And I remember having autographs that my dad had gotten me from when I was a kid. I had a 54 Bowman Phil Rizzuto signed. I have a, a Billy Martin card signed, you know, just different stuff that always just was different than just a card by itself. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling this kind of getting back to my roots a little bit because I'm talking about this thing that I just love so much and have been doing so long that uh, it's, it's also the thing that I get a lot of questions about when I show stuff, especially on the baseball collector channel, where I'm talking about my collection and the different aspects of my autos in my collection. That's the thing that I get the most, private messages about or comments and like you guys out there you probably know a lot about what I collect and how I collect cards my autograph collection is even better and I'm even more proud of it I guess is probably a better way to say it it because it's very extensive and it's taken me a long time to do it none of this happens overnight collecting autos is just like collecting cards it's a marathon and not a sprint and so what I wanted to do tonight was give you guys, hopefully, kind of a crash course in this. And, I, and I'm not going to do it by myself. You guys know that I'm only the, the wheel that spins and all the cogs are the important part. So I'm going to bring a couple of guys on that know a lot about this kind of stuff. 
and and we're going to talk through this. So I've got Chris Hall of Fame pullers on YouTube and Jake Legends Never Die, one of my roommates from the National. He has recovered from COVID. That is good to know. But uh, man, for you guys, what? First of all, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, they're very talkative. You can tell. Um, no, they'll get they'll get rolling here in a second. Um, Chris, I want to start with you because for you guys that don't know, is a channel called Hall of Fame Pullers on YouTube. And if you love Hall of Fame autographs or you want to see great vintage cards signed by guys, go watch Chris's channel. Just start at the beginning and just work your way through his library of videos, his vast don't library. Definitely don't start at the beginning. Don't start, start at the beginning. Yeah, we all You can't take anymore. There you go. Start at the most recent and then go backwards. But um, Chris, how did you start with this? I have many topics I want to cover, but just what got you going with that? Well, uh, I used to have access to, I grew, I grew up, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, like mine. And so I used to have access to players and, and used to go get autographs all the time at Burger King or wherever they were at. Um, and those were my most precious cards. This is my Whataburger. Dad. They'd be at Whataburger. Whataburger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, sh I should know better. Now I'm hungry. And, <laughs> but I would like, man, this is the guy, the guy who is playing, the guy I'm watching on TV, touch this card. He put his name on it. Uh, just made it special to me. And so as I got older, um, I, I like cards themselves, but man, just having the, the guy who was the player put his signature on that card to me is just extra special. And so one of the mechanisms I found to, to make that happen was autographs through the mail and, and private signings. Um, because now I'm in Kentucky and I just can't go down to Whataburger and get Juan Gonzalez's autograph like I could as a kid. Oh, we're going to get into all those different methods that you can do this because I, I, there are a lot of people that I think would want to get into this, but just like, I don't know how, or where do you start or what do you do? Do Isn't it really expensive? And, and quick, Jake, um, your fascination with the autograph and why it means so much to you. Yeah. So in, until I was 19 years old, I opened packs and kept everything like everybody else. Uh, but at that point, uh, I got really interested in the history of the game. And I think you can't tell the history of the game of baseball without the Hall of Famers. They're the most important pieces throughout the history of the game. They're the greatest. Uh, and as far as the autograph goes, a lot of what Chris said, of uh, that's the closest I could ever get to a, a Babe Ruth, uh, to a Mike Schmidt, uh, to Ty Cobb, to these different players that I may not have seen or may not be living now but they touched something that now I can hold in my hand that they signed. So it's a, a special connection to the game from generations of the past of the greatest to ever play. Uh, so that's why I was so fascinated by it um, and started by doing a lot of research on baseball reference and building a lot of spreadsheets uh, regarding the Hall of Fame and ultimately what I wanted to collect. Yeah, it's interesting how the hobby has changed over the decades towards autographs. And what I mean by that is when Chris and I were kids, Jake, you're a young guy, so you, you won't remember this. You weren't even born yet, probably, when a lot of this was happening. But when Chris and I were kids, getting an actual, you know, tops card signed by the player was almost blasphemy. It was almost like you're ruining the card by getting it signed. And... It was weird that that was true. Did it? 
but they would do it with their real beat up cards. You know, oh, this one's in terrible condition anyway. I might as well get them to sign it or something. And so that would happen sporadically. But it it wasn't probably until the last, I would say, five to ten years that getting cards signed became a movement within the hobby. I would call it that. I mean, it is definitely a movement. When I talked to my buddy who works for TriStar at the National, he saw more cards this year than he's ever seen before. Rookie cards getting signed by Ricky Henderson and Chipper Jones and all the guys, you know, that were there and that it's just been this wave. And y'all's friend of mine, uh, Garrett, who uh, is card cutter, he's huge TTM guy, autograph guy. He he called this like I have to give him some props because over five years ago he was saying, "Man, cards are about to become huge in the autograph world." Like that because they're easy to store, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a part of baseball card history, baseball history, and the player signed. Like there's it kind of weaves together different veins of the hobby, and so it just makes a lot of sense, right? And we, we all now know that really vintage isn't as scarce as we thought it was maybe. And so people are more willing to get these cards signed. And so have you guys seen that evolution Have you, Chris, especially, you know, is that something that you just see the popularity continuing to grow in that arena? I've noticed, you know, I just in, with friends I have, if they'll come over to my house or office or wherever, and they see, you know, my display with autograph and stuff. Um, I see that, but also on our, on my YouTube channel, I get a lot of questions, you know, how do you get these? And uh, I think there's a, a lot of in- interest that's been generated, particularly kind of started with, with 2020 and everybody kind of being stuck in their home for a while. Um, but definitely, definitely see a lot of interest in it. You too, Jake. Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense of why cards have become more popular to get signed because it makes sense that you would want an image of the player with the autograph, right? I mean, would you rather have a piece of paper signed by a player or a card of that player that the autograph goes with the picture of them? I mean, it only makes logical sense to me. And a lot of collectors already had the cards. So why not get them signed to go with it? Yeah. And picking up on something I just said a minute ago that makes sense, too. I just thought of it. I mean, again, vintage isn't necessarily scarce. Like you can get an Orlando Cepeda rookie card. But it is more scarce to have an Orlando Cepeda rookie card that's signed, right? So the card itself may not be rare, but to get an autograph on it is even more rare. And we're seeing of, especially like Gaudi sets with Ruth or Gary, like those cards go for exponentially more than just a plain old Ruth cut, you know, or whatever. The cards that are signed are significantly more valuable. And I think we're going to see that especially... As players, these older players start passing away, it's going to be like, well, Cepeda can't sign anymore. Myershaw can't sign anymore. Oliva can't sign anymore. These guys that are that are getting up there. Mays, you know. Kofax. Kofax, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, I saw Kofax rookies signed at the National for ten grand, and that was a lot. I think lot. he's charging five or six just to sign them. Yeah. So, it's this – I, I think it's awesome to see this go in the hobby. Luckily, I've been doing it a while. And so I already had it. Like, it's not like this huge daunting project for me uh, to get all this stuff signed. But there's so many ways to do it, uh, to get an autograph collection going, whether it's Hall of Famers or your favorite players from your team or doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be necessarily Hall of Famers. We're going to talk about it in that vein because that's what we concentrate on. But that doesn't exclude someone from, 
you know, going after the greats of their franchise, you know, even if they weren't Hall of Fame players. Uh, so don't let that don't think we're only talking about this can only be done. If you don't do this with Hall of Famers, you might as well not do it. That is not what we're going to be saying here. It's just our experiences with Hall of Famers. And so, uh, Jake, you are you're trying to get cards or a pick like what's your what do you kind of go what's your target for each hall of famer autograph wise yeah so for each hall of famer uh, i want to get in terms of autographs an autograph baseball and then an autographed card and then i'm doing the perez steel autographs okay. uh if they happen to have a 2012 or 2013 five-star autograph i have those as well uh i prefer five-star uh, they're on card. They're nice. So I try and get as many of those on card for the card component as I can. Okay. So that could fill your card component. You're not trying to do like uh, a vintage card or something of that player signed or. No, uh, that that's more unique to you and Chris. So I'm not typically doing those. Um, I guess the one thing that's more unique to me, at least in regards to Mike, I don't know if you do this, Chris, uh, you guys do the Perez Steel autographs on card, uh, but I also do cut autographs uh, on those. Mike hates them, <laughs> but I mean, can you really hate a cut Babe Ruth autograph on a Perez Steel? I mean, come on, Mike. I don't hate it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Hate it. Thank I'll you. just say that Thank three you. times. And Chris, on your targets, like what you're going for, because I want to, I think this is important to see there are different ways to skin this cat, right? There are ways you can do this, which can be unique and, and special. So Chris, what do you do? Sure. So um, I, I started with rookie cards. Uh, I went post-war Hall of Fame rookie cards, you know, the PSA registry. And, and that was kind of my target. And then I was like, well, I, you know, I sent off to Jim Palmer and I'm like, got his autograph. And like, what now? Um, and so that has morphed into, I'm trying to do complete tops, player era tops runs, um, which is very ambitious, but it keeps me, you know, going every month. I'll try to send to a player and I try not to inundate with any, any particular player with cards. But my goal is, is particularly for the, the affordable guys is to get tops runs done because for me, every little, every baseball card is almost a piece of art. And I like the idea of, you know, the guy who's depicted on that on that piece of cardboard is looking at it. I like to think that when they look at the card and sign it, of course, they're probably tired of it now. But I like to think that, you know, it brings back a memory from that season or something. And um, and so and for my collection, um, I, I just think it's cool to see where a player started and where he finished up and everywhere in between. And I, I happen to love tops cards in particular. So. For me, that that's kind of my goal for a lot of guys. And then for the for the players who are pricier, um, you know, $75 a card, $100 a card, um, I, I don't go as often. I don't go every month, but I try to add those guys, you know, three or four a year until hopefully I can run a complete set. So you mentioned player era, and that I, I swear I get this question every time I mention the term because so many people – well, he didn't sign that when he was a player. And we're like, no, that's not what that term means. It means that it's a card from their playing days. So right. we might be, it might be more accurate to say a playing days card sure. signed by the player. But I, I, I use the term player era all the time. Um, 
So examples would be, you got any examples there that you're... Got some back in the mail today. Are you going to open them for us right now? Well, I'll open them. Uh, so I, I took my address off, but um, this particular one came back from Greenville, South Carolina. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, Greenville, South Carolina. That'd be Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry. That is two Gaylord Perry. Uh, that's his 67 and 70 tops, which actually completes my tops run of his nice. cards. So the last two I needed. Um, and then I got. For people to know, what what is Gaylord Perry charge per auto? He charges $25 per auto. Cash yeah. only. Um, so he is a cash only. Not not many of them are cash only. There's a few guys who do cash only. I like to send checks, but uh, just in case, you know, uh, just in case the envelope never comes back, at least the check didn't get cashed, presumably. Right. Um, but he um, he signed. And then there's a there's one guy I got back today. He is he's signing very few and far between. And he's paused for a little while. Mm hmm. Brooksy. Brooksy. Brooks Robinson, 65 so, tops. I think he's 87 years old. He's not signing often or, or much, but signing just a little bit. He's $10 a card, uh, which is very affordable, but you just can't, you can't send a bunch of cards to these guys. <laughs> They'll shut you down. Okay. So here's the biggest, I'll throw this out there first, especially to Chris, because I know Jake, you don't do it this way, but a, a lot of people are like, going, man, I don't, I'm nervous to send a card. I just spent a hundred or $200 on in the mail and hope and pray that it comes back. What's your answer to that, Chris? I say, do not mail anything that you can't live without. If, if it's, uh, I, you can't, you guys probably can't tell this, this 1965 tops. I don't want to say it's beat to pieces. Um, you can see the art. But there's a crease in it. Um, some of that comes from when you when you receive it back in the mail. But um, I don't ever spend a lot of money on something I send through the mail unless it's a private signing, which we'll, I'm sure we'll be touching that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, don't ever send anything. through. And if you can send a check, I'll, I can let you know how to find out who takes check, who takes cash, stuff like that. Yeah, we're going to give you guys all kinds of tips and tricks as we get through this episode. But so, so stay tuned for all that. I, I have to say that through the people that I know, Chris, I got to give a shout out to Kyle Ground Chuck, <laughs> another great resource for us. Um, Garrett, obviously, I'm 100% on every TTM I've ever sent, knock on wood. I have never gotten, not gotten one back. But I also only send to guys that have a long track record in history of being good signers through the mail. And that's another term. TTM means through the mail. People, I, I'm going to define some terms that many of you probably will know, but I also get questions many times about what what does that mean? And so this is going to be some rudimentary and some advanced. So you're going to get a mixture of both tonight uh, as we record this. But okay, so the whole Perez Steel thing, Jake, and I know Chris is starting to get into this. What made you get into those, doing those? So what I like the most about the Perez Steels is you could get every existing Hall of Famer that they had done from 1980 through 1999, I believe it was, through that election year for the Hall of Fame, you could get a uniform matching set of all those guys autographed. And with them together, they look so cool. 
And then when you add on the piece of if you also do the cut autographs of the guys that weren't living during that time frame, I mean, you can get just about every Hall of Famer that there has been elected uh, up to 1999 for most people. Right, Mike? Yep. So I do these as well, as you guys probably all know, but I'll, I'll point it out. Here's the Reggie Jackson. I just got this at the National. It's it's You can see it's ready to go off to get slabbed up. Um, Chris is showing a Sandy Koufax right now. The I You just made a point I had not really thought of, but the uniformity of that, mm-hmm. Jake, is so appealing um, that they all have the same style. And even the ones that we've started doing, doing custom ones of the newer guys, we're using the same style. The whole That's the whole point. There's one right there. He's showing Chipper Jones that he and I both got in person at the National. Larry Dale. Um, that was a great um, – that was very, very cool. Um, Chipper's the man. Like we did Tim Raines in person too at the National, and Tim was like, I've never seen these before. You know, it was just – it's kind of neat to, to do that uh and keep that uniformity so i i totally agree with that uh i do all the dick perez items i'm trying to get everything dick perez ever painted on a baseball card signed by that player which is an incredibly daunting and dang near impossible task but the real toughies on the press deals are like on card anyway are like kirby puckett is really expensive. He doesn't have a ton of them out there. There and then there's some older guys like uh Burley Grimes is tough. He's not impossible, but he's tough. Roy Campanella is really yeah. tough. Um Ashburn. Ashburn is impossible. Not impossible. We saw one at the national. I just couldn't pull the trip. I couldn't bring myself to pay six hundred dollars. I think he wanted for the Richie Ashburn. When Richie Ashburn autographs normally cost you know fifty bucks, you know. On card Earl Averill, George L. Kelly, who are not expensive otherwise, but on card for Perez Steel, very expensive. Right. So there's a huge market for that. And I don't want to spend all the time on Perez Steels, but Chris, you've gotten into them relatively recently, right? Oh, absolutely. From watching your you guys. Yeah, they're just so cool. And they look so great in person. And I'm getting all mine slabbed up. Uh, not because I don't believe the autographs are, aren't authentic, but there's a DiMaggio. It's good stuff. Yeah. They just, then it, it increases the uniformity for me even more. Right. Yes. And so they're all authenticated. You know, I get hit by the turnip truck tomorrow. Then Julie can sell them a lot easier if they're slabbed up and stuff like that. So I think you should give them to your friends. What's that? I think you should just give them to your friends. <laughs> give them to guys that have appeared on the YouTube, on the uh, Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. Hand up. Hand up on that one. So there's, I want to talk about kind of the three primary ways that I think you can get autographs uh, that's, that's repeatable. Like if you run into a guy at a, you know, at a restaurant, that's one thing, but that's, you can't plan You can't be carrying around, you know, a rookie card or whatever of a player hoping you run into him. But there are through the mail autographs, which we've talked touched on a little bit. We talked about, in-person things like the national or you can, or other shows that you might go to where a player is signing. Um, like I did Whitey Herzog for me and Jake, and I should have done one for Chris. If I'd have thought about it uh, for 40 bucks, you know, he was 40 bucks, which is not cheap. 
but at the same time, it felt inexpensive considering how old he is and like, hey, let's just get this done. Yeah, I could probably through the he does through the mail autographs and he's 10 bucks, five bucks, five bucks, yeah. five bucks through the mail. But but I sent to Herzog PTM and he sent me a different card that wasn't mine signed back. So, you know, well, and based on seeing Mike of the natural, he hates money anyway. So, right. <laughs> it just burns a hole. I'd rather have cards than money. Uh, so in person TTM and then private signings, which are becoming just there's a plethora of them available you can pretty much find any guy you want doing a private signing in any given year or even wrote on a rotating basis uh chris I, I i want you to talk about private signings i'll talk about through the mail and then jake i'm going to have you talk about in person okay. and maybe some pros and cons of each of those methods that you would tell people to be aware of you want me to start yeah okay well, I, uh, I found private signings over the last two years. Um, there's several different ways, mechanisms to find some good stuff. Um, and, and there's not a right or wrong way. Um, there's some Facebook groups. Um, baseball private signings is a great one. Um, and, of course, uh, there's sportscollectors.net, um, which is, for me, is, is a great resource. Uh, it requires a, a yearly subscription. It's $14.99 a year. It's probably the best $15 I've spent. Um, but they're, they're great resources, not only for through the mail, but also uh, for private signings. They have sellers who almost like, you know, eBay have feedback scores, uh, very reliable guys in the industry who will do one of two things. They will either take consignments. Um, so maybe you have someone who goes down to spring training or goes particularly for younger guys, the, you know, the Arizona rookie league or whatever, you can send cards to them. And as soon as they're able to get them, they'll send them back to you as in get them as in get the autograph. They'll send it back to you. Or what I, I prefer uh, is private signing. So sometimes, you know, if, if there's a big card show like at the national or um, there's one coming up in Nashville in a few weeks, you know, guys will go down and they'll take your cards with you with them. Um, and they'll get them signed there. Um, sometimes they get a group rate, uh, so you get a little bit less than, than what it would normally cost you. And then sometimes you have guys who literally, um, those, those are public signings that, that people take to you, to them. But sometimes you have guys who will literally go into some, a player's house or mm -hmm. meet a player at a restaurant or something, which is more of the private signing that we're talking about. And they can get, because there's not a show, there's not additional fees, they can get some players um, because they'll collect a volume and they'll take it and sit down with a player for a couple hours and, and sign it. What I like about private signings um, is there's a, there's some guys who just don't sign through the mail. Uh, they don't want, if you try to mail them something to their home address, they're just going to shred it, throw it away, return to sender. Um, so there's, there's a lot of guys who don't sign. And then two, if you have a card, I just got one back today. Um, you know, a, a, a crew signing. So this is, this is a card that um, I had them sign for when they got it, and, and they had me sign for it when I received it back at my house today. Um, it's a Carew rookie card he's showing, by the way. Rookie card, I'm sorry, 1967 yeah. Tops Crew. I mean, it's a high number card. It's an expensive card. Um, and, you know, to, uh, to, to get an autograph at a private signing, you're going to spend obviously a little bit more money than you would through the mail. Um, but I, I wouldn't just send a Carew rookie through the mail. 
um, not uh, not without protection and, and insurance and all kinds of stuff. And you just can't get that through the mail. So I think, you know, the biggest things still apply, you know, um, to some extent, don't mail anything that you can't easily replace. Well, it's a little bit different than through the mail because you can insure it for one. Um, I, I probably wouldn't send too many rare things unless unless you had uh, extra protection or, you know, uh, very well packaged. But two, you know, when you send a private signing, you know you're going to get it back. Um, at least I always have, and, and I think most people always have. So there's some reliability there. And and really, there's also, you need to leave, if you're going to do a private signing, you want to leave instruction. Um, I got, you know, I got this one back actually today too. Uh, it's a 1986 Topps Aussie Smith. I don't know how well you can see that. I don't know if my camera's focused, but I've got, you know, blue Sharpie and I've got arrows pointed down to kind of where I wanted uh, Aussie to sign. And, you know, you put your information on a, on a sticky there on the back. And so, you know, there's, there's obviously, there's things put in place by these guys who do private signings um, to make sure you get your card back. But they're also there to make sure you, you get the right pin color, the right placement, stuff you're not going to get through the mail, particularly if you have some precious piece and you want the signature in a, in a particular spot. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. I just did, for you guys out there, I just did my first, I mailed off for my first four private signings ever today, uh, which is was another inspiration for this video, talking to these two guys about, hey, I'm doing this, what do y'all think? So I did Tom Glavin, uh, John Smoltz, and Roberto Alomar to one company that was doing, they have a, it's called... Uh, Power Sports Memorabilia, yeah. right? Power Sports Memorabilia. Thank you. Uh, so if you go to Power Sports Memorabilia, it'll show you who's all signed, who who they have in upcoming signings, the date that those items need to be in their hands, etc. It's incredibly well done. They were anyway. And then another one was five tool signings. And I did uh, Bruce Suter today. And for me, private signings are cool. I think, I think they make a lot of sense if you're doing a very expensive card like like the Carew rookie is a great example, or it's something that's just unique and you can't just find on the secondary market very easy. Um, like I almost did a private signing with Mariano Rivera a while back, a couple months ago, I think it was. And, or I was thinking about him for the national, maybe that was it. Yeah. And I had a, I wanted a 92 Bowman rookie card signed by Mariano. And I thought, golly, you know, he's too, he was 239, I think, at the Nationals, something like that. Um, and I'm like, then you got to buy the card, and then I'd want to get it slabbed. Well, I was able to go onto eBay through Four Sharp Corners and buy the card already slabbed, PSA 10 auto, all that, everything I would want the card to look like for under 200 bucks. He did this, and you did the same thing, didn't you, Chris? After I saw your video, I did. <laughs> yeah, I might have got the last one, so <laughs> hopefully not. I mean, I I'm not saying that private signing, and and you're not either, Chris. That private signings are the you only got to do it this way. Just use that, put this in your toolbox of ways to acquire autographs for your collection as a great way to do that. Because another point you made that I don't want to overlook is. Not all these guys sign through the mail as much as we'd love to just mail them 20 bucks and have them sign our cards and they all come back perfect. Man, you're, you're asking for a unicorn. So be really, you know, learn who really signs through the mail and who is better doing a private signing through. 
And then sometimes, you know, I just want this unique item signed. I'm going to send it off to this private signing, like our custom press deals. I can't find those anywhere because nobody else does them, but me and Jake and Chris and a couple of other guys. So uh, Jake, talk about in-person autographs. You, you know, you just got back from the national, you did a couple there. I know you've done some in, in Cooperstown before, just what that experience is like and the pros and cons of that. Sure. So I guess I'll start out with uh, how my opinion has changed on it. Uh, so I always thought that in-person signings, people that did them were stupid <laughs> because they cost more money. You know, I always thought, why would I pay extra money to get a Ricky Henderson to sign a baseball for me when I could buy one for 30 bucks cheaper on eBay, already done, already authenticated, shipped to my house? Why would I ever do that? Then I went to Cooperstown in 2018 and decided to try it and get a couple in person. Let me tell you, that extra $30, if you have someone else with you, that can film the experience, get a picture of the experience and have that interaction, especially if it's a positive one, totally worth the money. I mean, you can do that without paying for the extra photo op or anything like that. Uh, I was hooked after the first time doing that in Cooperstown. Uh, so this year, again, uh, when Mike, like he mentioned, we went in person and got a couple guys. Chipper Jones is my favorite player. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, check it out on my YouTube channel. Uh, I was ecstatic. Mike, Mike can uh, talk about that as well. I'm still excited about how cool it was to meet Chipper. And they say never meet your heroes because you don't want to be disappointed. Well, thanks to Mike and his idea, uh, Chipper took me loving him from here to here. Uh, he said hello to my son, uh, Luca, by name on video. And that's something you can't buy off eBay. Uh, so that was well worth the extra money in addition to what I got signed. Uh, yeah. I just so want to, I want to timestamp this because I had a good idea. So <laughs> I, just, I want that to be recorded for all time that I actually had a good idea. I usually yeah. just steal all my good ideas from other people. <laughs> so, you know, pro of it, you get to meet the athlete. You can capture that moment uh, that you can't get any other way. Uh, a con is it, it will cost you more money than just going and buying one. Uh, so I think those are the big two to weigh and decide what's most important to you. Yeah. And then the last one, TTM, I'll cover real quick. Uh, I, I never did TTMs till about a year and a half ago. And I started with Ryan Sandberg and I thought he's a very reliable signer. Um, he was, at the time, I think $10 a card. I think he is now $20 a card. Is that right, Chris? Uh, still $10 a base card, $20 a rookie card. Okay, there you go. So I decided to do Sandberg's whole run. And what I would do is I'd send off a couple of cards. And when they came back, I would start, let's go again. And I would just rinse and repeat, you know, however many times till I got all of his base cards. I ended up sending them a few more because I thought, for $10, like, let's just get some, like, an all-star card and a couple of, you know, cool stuff. Um, That's how it starts, Mike. Yeah, it does start that way. And and now I'm hooked. You know, um, I've been doing a lot of Perez Steel Customs through through the mail. I, nothing but good experiences. I mean, I, but you have to, here's some, 
the pros of it are it's relatively inexpensive, relatively inexpensive. The most expensive guy that most people would probably want that I know of is Nolan Ryan. And he's a unique through the mail experience because you go through the Nolan Ryan foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had both Chris send a card for me and I have sent a ticket through the mail to him. They're probably both sitting on his desk right now, Chris, for us. Cause we kind of you sent some stuff to him too, but he only signs a couple of times a year. He kind of gathers up at the foundation. He's $75 a card plus 50 for inscriptions. Maybe does that sound right? 50 for inscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not cheap, but it's it's Nolan Ryan, you know. So if you, if but if you want a Nolan Ryan signed unique item, like I had a ticket from his uh, last strikeout game. Well, I'm not going to find that anywhere. I have to send that off, and it seems like seventy five dollars to get that done is cheaper than I would probably be able to find it on eBay anyway, right? So, and you get the authentic seal, and it's the real the real yeah. Nolan Ryan too, you know. That's right. So. You know, but the TTM thing, a, a pro is, again, the expense. You know, you're basically paying for the whatever the player fee is. Some of them, you know, are smaller donations, quote air quotes. Uh, some are cash only. You, you just got to learn all that stuff. And the resource, a great resource for that is sportscollectors.net. Mm-hmm. There is threads on probably every player and their TTM successes, failures, cost, addresses, all of that stuff can be there. Cause everybody always asks me where, what are the addresses? Well, I don't know any of this stuff. I I'm blessed to have friends that help me with that when I want to do one. Yeah. Chris is one <laughs> again. Uh, I'm a stalker. Okay. Don't be hitting up Chris for all these addresses. He doesn't, you know, but they're not hard to find if you really want to find them either on Facebook groups, like uh, Chris mentioned uh, they're out there. It, it, it's not hard for you to find You're you don't get out what Pete, what I hate about TTMs is so many people want something for not like they want all the benefits of everybody else doing all the hard work and they're not willing to do any themselves. And I, I don't like that. So um, just don't be afraid to do a little work. It's not hard. Just find out who knows the information and, and get it. So doing that uh, is great. Like Chris said, don't send something you don't want to get back. The, the negative TTM is you don't know that you're going to get it back. That's, that's the, that's like the, the one huge gigantic negative. Again, I've batted a thousand, but the reality is most people don't because they'll send a lot of guys that I know will send TTMs, man, I, this guy's never signed before, but maybe he'll sign for me this time, you know, or something. And it ends up that, you know, they never get it back or it can take a long time or God forbid the player passes away or gets sick and, and there's there's stories for quite a few guys too of of wives and and I, I have a story from a friend of mine and uh, I won't name the Hall of Fame player, um, but uh, I have a friend who knew the family pretty well and they said you know we got really good at signing his name. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody, so I'm not going to name the player. But those those are those problems are out there too. Right. Uh, but. And you won't get that with a private signing. You won't get that with an in-person autograph. Yes, you're going to pay more, but you are assured that that's the player signing it, you know? So yeah, cause there's scams everywhere, guys. Autos have a lot of money behind them. Believe me, there are plenty of scams out there. Um, do your due diligence, find out, you know, get references from other people on forums or uh, Facebook groups, et cetera. 
that that this is legit before you just start sending money and and doing crazy stuff but i found you know a i've done all three of these things these three main ways and i love them all for different reasons as these guys have pointed out and uh it, it, all of it's joyful if that makes sense like it's so fun to get a ttm back in the mail and you it's so awesome and then or you go to meet a player like uh jake mentioned or you I'll find out about private signings. I'm about to find out uh, what that's like and how that experience goes. And But from everything I hear from other people, it, it's going to be a very smooth experience. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, well, so Speaking of joyful, can I add one thing to TTM, Mike? Sure. Uh, so you don't even have to have a card uh, if you want to get a unique item autographed. And I just have to share this because when you said joyful, it made me think of this. Um, I came up with this idea to do custom letters for my son. Uh, so for example, I'm showing one on screen that I just got back from Paul Molitor and basically what the letter is says, you know, Hey, I'm a big baseball fan, collect hall of fame autographs. This is my son. I hope to teach him about the game of baseball through your story and lessons about life. If you would sign it and possibly write a message to him, that'd be great. And I've probably got like, a dozen of these back now. And while they are monetarily basically worthless, they are so valuable and cool to me. Um, because if my son happens to take an interest in this stuff someday, talk about a unique item uh, from his dad to him. Uh, so, you know, it can be a lot of fun, even if it's not worth a lot of money. Or you don't even have cards to send. So I just had to share that. No, that's awesome. a great story and great point that you made. Um, so again, the, different ways to get them, right? Use resources, find out what players cost. Most guys are five to 40 bucks, maybe. Does that sound about right, Chris, TTM? Yeah, but I, I don't send, other than Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson's 100, Carlton Fisk is 50 per card. So there's a few guys I, I don't send to as often. Um, but there's a lot of guys, a lot of Hall of Famers that are for particularly non-rookie cards. Jim Palmer, Wade Boggs, Goose Gossage. Um, I mean, the, Ryan Sandberg, the, the list Herbie. goes on and on. Herbie uh, does TTM, doesn't he? Yeah, but the, the guys I just mentioned, Mike Messina, they're $10 a card. Fergie is $40 a card. But you've got a lot of guys like Burt Blylevin, Lee Smith. Um, Paul Molitor, um, that, that'll do it for 20 a card. I think Fingers is $15 a card. And there's there's a lot of guys who do it, a lot of Hall of Famers who do it. Yeah, I mean, you could amass a pretty amazing autograph collection relatively cheaply, you know, um, especially if you already have the cards. That makes it so much easier for okay. sure. And go ahead, Christy, grab it. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, that's the key, preparation. And – the way I do it, I, I have them all in card savers already. And I do it alphabetical order and then by year. I know Mike is like a by year and then alphabetical order. So we're a little different. But if you just reach in, these are all cards I would love to have signed, either through private signings or through the mail. Um, you know, I just grabbed, you know, there's an Ozzy Smith, 93 tops. Um, you don't have to go, you know, I, I go through sports lots. <laughs> it's, a, uh, yeah. it's a great place mm -hmm. to get a lot of base cards of just Hall of Famers. Um, if you don't have a big big section so i can get 300 cards for you know 30 dollars or something um but if and that that's pretty intimidating for somebody who might be getting started so i wouldn't 
you know, get a couple from each player that you're trying to, to hit. And eventually it'll grow into something like that. And then when I see a private signing come up or when I'm going through the mail, um, I have that card ready because some of these, you know, I've missed some before because they've come up and they said, Hey, you know, this private signers got uh, Yachty was Yachty Molina was one a few years ago or a year ago that I really wanted, but I just didn't have his rookie card in hand. It was actually at PSA, I think. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and get all these cards and have them ready. So if something pops up, because some of these have real quick, you know, you've got to get me the card next week kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But for the rest, you know, through the mail, you know, I just, I think a big point to make also is, is particularly through the mail is, is you don't want to send 10 cards to Brooks Robinson. All right. He's 87 right. years old. Um, and you want to be respectful to these guys because a lot of these you're sending some of them to PO boxes, but a lot of them you're sending to their home address. And so uh, there's a lot of guys who will only sign, you know, a letter or a card through the mail. They won't sign to baseball because, you know, they open the mailbox and they have, you know, 15 baseballs. They're going to quit, quit real quick. Um, but a lot of them, um, you know, if you send one or two cards uh, a month, which is what I do, you can complete their tops run in a year. Um, you, you have to be consistent with it. Um, but you're also, you know, they're not cussing you every time they open the mailbox. I think I told Mike, the only person who may be a Sandberg, um, those who don't know, I, I have a son named Ryan, R-Y-N-E, and another one named Nolan. That's where we get Hall of Fame pullers. And so we send Ryan Sandberg two cards a month, which I don't think is too much. But he only signs one at a time. So, uh, But yeah, yeah. be respectful of, of them. And send them a note. <laughs> Like, yeah, always send a note with your through the mail, just how much you respect them as a player or whatever. Just, hey, thanks. I like on the Prez Steel Customs, I would just say, you know, I'm, I collect Hall of Fame autographs. I'm doing this unique set. I would love it if you signed it again. They, they've all come back. Look, the money talks really, right? But it never hurts to, and my note's a, a canned note that I've written that I just changed the player name. Really, I don't, you know, and I print it and sign it. I actually sign it and and put it in the envelope with the cards. So, and I'll say this: make it easy on them. Like use, I use pill envelopes. You know, where they instead of having to lick it, they just peel it off. And after they sign the card and put it back in, I send. I usually send cards. Don't tell the post office, but I usually send cards and and just cardboard because they're easy to get in. You know, I've I've heard a lot of stories about if you send a card in a a penny sleeve or even a top loader that a lot of these guys at their age, they'll just sign the penny sleeve. Um, so like I said, you know, sometimes your card may get a little bit beat up, but if you send it in something that makes it easy for them and always send obviously a self-addressed stamp envelope, which, you know, I just fold and, and put back in with the yep. card, put it in the envelope, send it to them. Um, but if you make it easy on them, then, then I think they'll return quickly. Yeah. To get to a point about, I'm doing Glavin, Alomar, Smoltz, Suter. I'm doing those through private signings because they're not guys. Suter stopped signing through the mail, I think, a while back, and the other guys don't at all. And again, with private signings, one of the cons is you're going to pay a little more. I'm paying, I paid $80 for Glavin and Smoltz each. I'm paying, I paid $50 for Alomar and $40 for, or $45 maybe for Suter. I can't remember. Uh, it's sad. I can't remember. I just did it today. But what does that tell you? <laughs> but we, we we were talking about it before the show. We were talking a little bit before. Glavin and Smoltz are going to be at the Nashville Card Show signing. 
and I'm not in Nashville, so I can't be there. Now, in theory, you can send to these shows. You can mail to these shows to have these signings done. Chris has done that before to some shows. But how much was Glavin and Smolt, 65 or something? Uh, I noticed, and I looked on sportscollectors.net. Um, there's a couple of guys who are actually going down there. They were probably taking cards before the signing actually starts, or they're taking in bulk so they can get a little bit better price. Um, you don't get to meet the player themselves, but I think Glavin was $60 per card. Uh, Smoltz was also $60 per card, maybe a little bit more for, you know, a press deal or a, an eight by 10. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's maybe $20 cheaper than some other signings uh, per card, but that can go, you know, you start adding that together, that can go a long way. For sure. So I'm, everybody's going to have to, figure out the best formula for success for them financially and getting the things they want done, you know, completed. There's no right or wrong way to do this. We're trying to give you guys a lot of avenues to do this. If that's something you're interested in, because there are a lot of different avenues and they all have pros and they all have cons. Right. Um, so what is, so I use this number a lot. What's, what's your number? When I say, what's your number? How many different Hall of Fame, not total Hall of Fame autographs, but how many different Hall of Famers do you have, Chris? Oh, man, I, I didn't prepare before. We're going to have a little um, moment here. Oh, man. I've got a lot. I've got a lot. Uh, I think I've got 55 press deal. Um, okay. And I've got some cut autos on press deal as well. And then when you get a little bit more modern, um, because I've, I've just started getting some of the uh, custom press deals. I couldn't even, I do, I keep a spreadsheet of all of my Hall of Fame autograph on card autographs by year. And that way I know what I've sent out. So I know what's out and I know what I've received back and I know what I need. Um, I, I, it'd take me a while to total those, but I'm going to guess 75 different maybe. players. Different, I'm going to guess. I wish I could tell you. So I, I know the answers to these questions. <laughs> so between the actual Perez steel on cards, the actual cuts, and then the customs, I have 63 different ones of those. Uh, but different Hall of Fame autographs on cards, uh, including the Jack Morris I got in the mail from you today. Mike, I didn't have Jack Morris. Um, yeah, you do. I now have 138 different Hall of Fame autographs. Nice. Uh, now blow us away with your number, Mike. Go ahead. Everyone. Well, <laughs> if you must know, no. Um, Perez Steels, including you know regular Perez Steels and customs, I have 114 of those. That's so many. <laughs> it's it's a lot. And then uh, I have 254 different Hall of Famers. There it is. Uh, baseball Hall of Famers. I have a total of 2,904 Baseball Hall of Fame autographs in my collection. And that's across all mediums and types and everything from giant lithographs to little cuts or whatever, everything in between. Um, and I track all those on a spreadsheet as well. 
Uh, I have every Hall of Famer, if, even if it's a multi-signed piece, and you know, every player has their own line, and uh, it's fun to track it. Like I think the most I have, let me look who I have the most of. Uh, I'm a guess, Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, oh yeah, good point. He's an easy one, right? Because ah. uh, I have 109 Pudge autos. Um, I have 52 Jackie or not Jackie Robbins. That'd be awesome. Oh, oh. I'm like, hey, buddy, you need to share. 52 Brooks Robinsons, uh, 45 Al Kalines, 30 Killebrews, 28 Ralph Kiners, 35 Bob Lim. Like, it, it's just stupid, quite frankly. Like, the reality is it's pretty silly. Uh, 42 Duke Snyders. I'm just looking at my list. Like, I don't know. I mean, because I like all kinds of different cards. I like the five stars. I like all the Dick Perez paintings and great moments and all the different stuff. I like just regular cards. I like player era cards as we talked about. So I'm one of those just lunatics that kind of likes everything. And so I don't just focus on player era cards or rookie cards. I, I wish I could. I just like it all. When I do the baseballs, I've got 67 different hall of fame autograph baseballs so far as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just so many ways guys that you can do this and, and, the three of us, if the three of us could give any testimony is it's so much fun. Like, do y'all agree? Like, it's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's very cool. I mean, yeah, and I, mean I, I do a lot of vintage stuff on my channel, but the autographs is really my favorite thing uh, because, you know, the greatest players touch those items. They signed them. They held them just like I did. Um, and I don't think you can get that any other way, especially now that relic cards don't even say that they were actually used in a game or worn or anything like that. So an autograph. Heck, even now it's not even the player signing it. It could be Randy or arena's, you know, <laughs> pool boy that signed the card or whatever, you yeah. know? Well, did, but, did either of y'all have informed delivery? Yeah, absolutely. Like USPS. Absolutely. It's, the .com. it's, it's, I wait till eight o'clock, at least Eastern. I'm Eastern eight o'clock Eastern every night. I go and I look and I say, all right, what am I getting in the mail tomorrow? And it's got a picture of, you know, everything you're getting in the mail. And that just makes, you know, it makes it more exciting. It's like the tooth fairy coming every night or something. Um, Sadly, my informed delivery doesn't come until about eight o'clock in the morning for that day. So it's like, well, what's the point of telling me now? I'm going to find out in a couple hours. You can log on to the website. I get the email every morning. But if you log oh, okay. on to the website at probably 7 o'clock your time, it'll tell you what's coming up. Uh, oh, thank you for teaching me something, Chris. Because my oh. mail doesn't get delivered until like 4.30 p.m. So it makes yeah. for a long day sometimes. Especially when you know something good's coming in the mail. <laughs> like today, today was awesome. Awesome mail day. But Well, again, uh Tell everybody where they can find you, Jake, and then Chris, and uh, we'll let you guys get out of here. Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm Legends Never Die Collection, uh, and on YouTube, I'm Legends Never Die. At the time of this recording, I'm two subs short of 700, uh, so if you're listening and you're not subbed to me, be one of those two people. Good deal. Chris? I'm just, I'm just on YouTube. Uh, just on Hall of Fame pullers. I'm I'm not hip and young enough to have an Instagram, <laughs> um, but uh, and I I couldn't tell you how many subs <laughs> I have. I need to make more content probably. Um, but we agree. Uh, we know, agree. I got plenty to go. So I've got stacks and stacks of stuff I need to show. So 
It's been a big year. As you guys know, as always, if you have questions, uh, send them to me on Instagram. If you're listening on podcast uh, at Baseball Collector Mike or just Baseball Collector Mike on Instagram, leave comments here. Uh, Chris and Jake and I will be checking these for the next. Uh, well, I always read the comments, but you know, if we see something that you have a specific question about, we're happy to try to answer it for you and help you out. I mean, we want you guys to do this. There's it's not a competition. It's a, it's a community. And so that means we help each other out. And that is the total vibe that I've gotten ever since I've gotten into this stuff. And uh, we want to share that with you. So thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for watching. Chris, Jake, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Great discussion. This could be a six hour episode if we really wanted it to, but uh, one hour is good enough. So our moms would watch. Right. <laughs> Javi Palooza next year. We'll just do this. We'll just talk about this. The whole oh my time. gosh. It could be pretty epic. If we get everybody, that, that would yes. be pretty epic. Bill, Frank. Oh my gosh. There's so many great guys out there. All right. Uh, everybody have a great night. Great day. Whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're watching, thanks for it. Appreciate your support. Talk to you soon. Keep collecting.